are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Welcome to OMG, the O Mara Gale Radio Show. I'm your host, Mara Gale, actress, author, evangelist, and content creator. I'm believing that this will be a motivational experience. My intent is to empower, inspire, motivate, and equip. You see, here we broadcast the beauty of beginnings by sharing God's promises through personal stories. And if you're tuning in, leaning in, and listening up for the first time, we hope you become a long-time listener. And for those of you that have been rolling with me for a while, (laughs) thanks for adding such sweetness to my tea. I'm super excited because every Thursday, I get an opportunity to come into your home, your living room, your car, or Be your personal sous chef while you're cooking a meal, and I am forever grateful for that. Of course, OMG is on every Thursday at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, and 4 o'clock Pacific Standard, and we keep it real, real triumphs, real tragedies, real tips, tools, and truths. And I'm super excited because my guest today is a young lady whom I was introduced by a mutual friend. And I want to share something with you. She's the owner of Next Right Move Career Management Services. She's a career coach and the creator of Sweet Spot Soiree. It's a workshop that she actually hosts and facilitates. But when I was first introduced to Donna McCullough Island, I read something that she wrote and I knew in that moment that I wanted to have a conversation with her, but not just have a conversation. I wanted you to have an opportunity to eavesdrop on said conversation. She wrote of her 20 plus year span of going from a human resource assistant to a chief human resource officer. She said, I wish I could tell you bad things about my experience of climbing the ladder. She says, I can't. In fact, I'm proud to say I made a lot of mistakes. I wasted a lot of time. I met some amazing people and I earned a lot of money all while having a ball. I know if you're anything like me, that just kind of 
it made my heart sing a little bit. And so I'm super excited that I have an opportunity to welcome to the conversation and I need you to give her a virtual hand clap as we receive to this conversation, none other than Donna McCullough Island. Welcome. Ah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Thank you for saying yes. I truly appreciate it. So one of the things I always start my conversations off with guests about is what was a challenging um, moment in your past or a disappointing time that you experienced that could have knocked you out, but instead you've either used that to propel you to purpose or that has become the wind beneath your wings that has forced you to soar. So why don't you share one of those stories with us and take your times because I believe that if people get to understand some of where you started, the payoff for where you are will be that much more valuable. Wow, that is an amazing question. And my mind, Mara, goes immediately to having a son at the age of 14. Mm. I actually got pregnant with my son when I was 13 years old. And I actually had gave birth when I was 14 years old. So anyone who's interfaced with a 14-year-old or knows a 14-year-old or have even seen a 14-year-old can only imagine what that experience could have been like being pregnant, graduating from eighth grade, and um, giving birth before I walked into high school, into freshman year. Wow. So, so tell us a little bit of what that was like. I mean, you know, hearing it, we can only imagine. Okay. Um, but what were some of the things you felt? What were some of the things you experienced? Were there shame? Was there shame? Was there guilt? Was there a denial? Was there, you know, what are, what are some of the ingredients that made up that moment that of course ended up later getting to the conversation that we're going to talk about, sure. propel you to this place called purpose? What was it like? What, 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 when you first found out perhaps or when you first had to tell family, tell us a little bit about that story. So I think it's really important to understand. And, and I, and even in my practice, I really try to get to the core uh, of people. What makes them tick? Where did they come from? What is their stock, right? So one thing that's really important to understand about Donna McCullough Island is that I grew up in a two-parent home in a very loving home, a very structured home. Uh, many people know that my father was this very prominent uh, uh, entrepreneur in the community. I grew up in the South suburbs. And my father was this very pronounced and prominent figure in the community that people went to and trusted. Uh, I come from a very religious home. So to have to have to tell my parents six months after I found out that I was pregnant, that I was pregnant, was devastating. Part of the delay in letting them know was that I thought the pregnancy would just kind of go away and no one would notice. <laughs> no one would notice. But of course, that didn't happen. And so uh, it's a really interesting story. My mom decides to take me to the doctor one day. She tells me that we're going to Lincoln Mall. We pull up to the clinic. Mm -hmm. I immediately start to panic. And we walk in. Of course, the doctor tells my mom. This girl, and these were his words, I will never forget this, Maura. Yeah. This girl is very pregnant. Wow. Very pregnant. So when you talk about shame, yes, mm -hmm. embarrassment, 
disappointed in self and disappointed that I did this to my parents. Yeah. But giving me this amazing life. Yeah. Um, I had we had friends um, who uh, their friends, my parents, friends who would not allow their children that I had grown up with. Oh, my to, goodness. To interface with me anymore. They couldn't talk to me. It was devastating. So and stunning and like put away. Oh, oh my gosh. It was it was devastating. And it was something at the time that I don't know. I didn't think that I would ever recover from. But of course mm-hmm. I did. But that that's, I think, a very important question that you ask. And it's um, it lays a very important foundation. Yes, it does. And I thank you for opening up and sharing that because I I believe that when daddy gives us a place and position, it's yeah. real easy for people to see you on the stage, but they don't know what it was like when you were in the rainstorm. They don't know what it was like your your moments before because all of these things in our life propel us to purpose. You know, my listeners know I was gang raped at the age of 15. And, and, and there was something in that that triggered the woman that we all get to, to, to see now. Um, and, and it also helps people who have either struggled with the same thing or had a similar situation where they were shamed or felt shunned or sure. isolated or disappointed their parents. It helps them see that they're not alone. Absolutely. And um, and it's important that we all know we're never alone. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So I want to I want to go ahead and break the ice with um, one of the questions that I, I have for you that that I was really kind of trying to figure out, you know, our show topic. Let me share with our listeners. Our show topic today is why now? Mm-hmm. Why now? And I thought that Donna would be a great person to help us get to the meat of that, to unpack that and actually understand what it is that we're talking about. So with why now, um, during quarantine and the shutdown and the pandemic and and a lot of people just trying to chart uh, their next steps with COVID, in the midst of COVID, I should say, can you explain exactly what is a why? Let's sure. start there. Sure. So in my uh, workshop, I actually talk a lot about getting to your why. For me, Mara, it is the very thing that will keep you from doing something or get you to do something. It can be either, for me, either way. Mm -hmm. In this context, though, I think that the why is, it's at the core. It's what is serving as your propeller. If you think about a, a, an airplane, what moves or one of the things that helps to move the airplane is the propeller. It's what's moving you to do something different. And particularly in my line of work with my business, it's actually moving someone um, to where they really want to be. It's moving them from one place to a whole different place. Mm. So is it and kind I, of like serving as a GPS? Sure. It's serving as a GPS um, with a very clear and comprehensive identified destination. Mm-hmm. So your why can not only be how you're going to get there, but exactly where it is that you're trying to go. And that's so very important to know um, in, in, in order to make any change in your life or uh, so to support someone else who's trying to make that make change in their lives. So, so what would you say? Okay, so that also answers why it's important 
to have a why. But what are some of the ways that we get to the place where we have our why? I mean, because people are listening to this conversation and, and a lot of people have been doing life for years, working in a job for years. That's different than having a why, meaning you could be in a, in a career or in a job, but if you haven't defined that why, I believe sometimes you could be uh, following the stream or you sure. could be following what your parents thought you should be. So, sure. so, so break down, uh, you know, the importance of the why and why uh, or how we can actually discover, I should say, how we can find out what our why is. That, you know, one, I agree with you 110%. I know it doesn't exist, but 110%, I agree with you. Receipt. I want to go back to your original question, Mm -hmm. and I want to reflect on my 14-year-old self. Mm. And the 14-year-old me, even very, very young, when I had my son, I said to myself, Maura, I am not going to allow him or me to become a statistic because you got to understand the statistics then and now say that teenage moms do not amount to much. They are often drug addicts or struggling with addiction. They are undereducated. I never say uneducated because in my opinion there, that's not a thing. That's good. Um, And then the children often statistically are supposed to fare about the same high school dropouts, um, and uh, affinity for crime, um, uh, victims of violent crimes. Mm. I knew those statistics and I refused to allow myself or my son to contribute to those statistics. Mm. That was my why. And I'll tell you to this day, I have grandchildren now, but I still carry that same why with me. To answer your question, I think that it's so important to your point. We Individuals are just moving through life. Many individuals are just moving through life. Yeah. They can be making money. They can be wildly successful, but mm-hmm. they may find themselves unfulfilled and absolutely miserable. And the reason why is because they have not connected with their very inner core, the very reason for it, that they breathe in yeah. some regards. So I think it's very, I know it's very important. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes the question is, Donna, how do I find that? So that very question is a great one and people ask it all the time. Well, I I think in some regard we know, Mm -hmm. and in some situations we need confirmation. Mm -hmm. And I think in other times we have, at at other times we have no idea. And we need someone to help us figure that piece out. But at the end of it all, our why is sitting right inside of us. We don't have to go and get it. We might have to identify it, have it confirmed, but it's already inside of us innately. So so how do we, okay, because, all right, say I'm a person who, you know, I'm like, okay, I've got a why. She's telling me I've got a why and I'm sure it's here. How do I, how do I excavate that? How do I, how do I peel back the layers to find it out? You know, if it's, if it's a a treasure hunt, you know, to find the why, what are some of the tips or steps we can actually share with our listeners to actually go on this treasure trove, uh, mystery, uh, finding excavation, exploration to get to that place called, I know why, you know? Yeah. 
I think it's two-parted. I know it's two-parted. It's reflecting Mm. and then it's looking forward. But the reflection part has to come first. When I talk about reflection, and I, I, I talk to my clients and others when I speak about having potentially a po- what I call a positive or negative charge. In my case, I would consider it to be a negative charge. Some people would consider it to be a positive charge. If you think about a battery, mm-hmm. my charge was I did not want to become a statistic. Right. So I say that it's a negative because I knew what I did not want to become. The law of polarity mm-hmm. is applicable. Sometimes knowing what you don't want <laughs> can certainly inform what you do want. <laughs> yes, yes. And having, and having experiences and being able to take the time and have the opportunity to look backward and realize what it is that you do or don't want, mm-hmm. do or don't desire. Yes will always help to inform your why. I think the other piece that's very important is looking forward because the reality is when we look forward, as long as we can visualize what it is that we really want, daydream. Somewhere along the lines, as children, we daydream all the time. But as we become adults, we lose that ability or the desire to daydream. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so I encourage my clients, just daydream, daydream, really look to examine what fuels you, what gives you energy versus what takes your energy away. And that's yet another way to identify your why. My last one, Mara, is going to be a little more dramatic. (laughs) Bring on the drama. (laughs) Your why can be the very reason that you breathe. Mm. or a reason that you breathe. And I'm using that word very deliberately. We have to, uh, breathing, we have to do that if we're going to live and exist. Yes. But getting to your why and knowing it and identifying it and wanting to find it and know it and identify it can be or should be as strong as you wanting to take your next breath. And I hate to use this analogy, but anyone who's had um, a respiratory infection or any type of uh, respiratory virus will know exactly what I'm talking about. You want nothing more than to breathe. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, so is the size of your why, does that matter? Because, you know, somebody may say, Okay, so say I want to lose weight. Okay, say that's my why for starting a a, a different regimen to eat. Sure. If I say because I want to uh, get married and I want to be able to get in that dress, if that is my why, if it's just that temporal, then I may be able to make that goal, but will I really make a lifestyle change? So when you're talking about why, you're not talking about a small why, like I want to make, $500 this week. Correct. You're, 
you're talking about a purposeful why. And that purposeful why I'm sure has to be packaged in a certain way. So it, it, when you talked about daydreaming and you talked about, you know, having a desire reminded me of when I was a kid and, 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 and I would play carefree and my imagination would run. And sure. I still do that. I still do that. That's I give right. myself permission to imagine and to dream and to daydream and to visualize. But yeah. there are a lot of people that are in a small mental box because people put them there. Sure. So how do we get the people to get outside the box and believe for bigger? How do we expand their ability to conceptualize and perceive sure. that they can have more? Well, I think that that runs a, a bit deeper. <laughs> that is... Um... A that requires a paradigm shift. And I, I know, you know, for a long time, that term paradigm shift was being thrown around and yeah. we got sick of it, right? We got right, sick of right, it. Right, right, but, but it's real. It's it's real. We we have to experience a paradigm shift. And, and I will say that I'm a firm believer that you can start very small mm-hmm. and will ultimately find that that actually becomes very big. Mm. I also don't want to miss speaking, Maura, to the importance of our experiences. You, you spoke to that. We have, there's, there's levels to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. may not just be able to jump to figuring out the why. What we may have to first do, which you do brilliantly on this show, Bless you. is you help people unpack what might be blocking Mm. or serving as an obstacle to their greatness or their greaterness. That's good. You do that brilliantly. Bless you. And sometimes that's a step one right before um, figuring out the why. And through that process, oftentimes it, your, why will emer- your why will emerge just innately. It'll just show up and you'll be like, oh my God, where'd that come from? Um, but you, you, you wouldn't got that one. <laughs> you right, wouldn't got right. that because you started to unpack things that needed to be to be unpacked. So there's, I think, there's no prescribed. I guess what I'm trying to say is there's no prescribed one way to get to it mm-hmm. or to identify it. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest piece, and we're still we have still more I know to talk about mm-hmm. because we're going to talk about the now. Yeah, but have the desire to find the why and figure out how to ultimately get to it. But first have the desire to want to identify it. Want to know why. Want, want to, to know, know why. why. And yeah. you you made a statement that actually segues into uh, the next question that I was going to ask you. Um, we know that unexpected things happen, right? So, um, so when things happen and they get in the way of our why, sure. okay, so say we have the desire, we've set the why, um, when things happen and they get in the way of our why, or you have a why, but, but keeps butting in, sure. <laughs> what advice can you offer uh, on how to keep going? I can speak to my own experience in that. And I know that it works. When you keep your why front and center, it's almost like you're chasing it. <laughs> And you are not going to allow anything to get to keep you from it. We all have something that's like that. 
In my own example, it took me seven long years to complete my bachelor's degree. That was the longest seven years, the most eventful seven years, <laughs> seven years. Everything that could happen did happen in those seven years. I would take a semester off and not go back for that particular semester, but I wanted that degree so badly because I didn't want to become a statistic. That is what continued to give me the energy, um, the wind beneath my wings to carry me to what it was that I ultimately wanted. I think this is another reason why it's so very important to identify your why, because you can leverage it to help, help you keep momentum when things get tough, knowing that <laughs> things are going to get tough. For sure, for sure, they're going to get tough. <laughs> uh, listen, my, my daddy used to say, keep living. <laughs> living. One keep more day. Living. Mm -hmm. day, keep living mm -hmm. because we all get to that place where sure. you're like, oh my goodness. You know, I remember when they used to talk about this mm -hmm. and we get there. Mm -hmm. um, I love how you said we could use it for leverage to help us because, you know, it reminded me of an off camera conversation you and I had yeah. um, that we sometimes need reminding in order to stay the course. Or in order to put the game face back on, because this is familiar. I've been here before. For sure. And 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 this is what's so what's so bomb diggity about God. Mm -hmm. Um because he never wastes he never wasted one drop, not one morsel, not one tear, not one heartache, not one heartbreak, not one layoff, any of it. He doesn't waste a drop of it. What's so bomb diggity about him is he allows us to look back and see what we experienced to say, baby, if I got you through that, mm -hmm. you don't you don't think I could get you through this. For and, sure. And if you've lived long enough, you've mm -hmm. lived through some hard knocks, like you mm -hmm. said, 14, having mm -hmm. a child, you mm -hmm. know, and, and me being gang raped at 15. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of life sets mm -hmm. that'll cause you to go, okay, mm -hmm. he got us through that. <laughs> mm -hmm. How much more is he going to get us through? Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. And I dig the, I dig your flow. I dig your flow. Thank you. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Um, so let's go ahead and, and start to unpack a little bit of the now, because mm -hmm. the topic today is why now? Yes. So I'm going to allow you to set up and define what now means mm -hmm. in this context. Mm -hmm. Now can be today. It can be tomorrow. It can be the day after. Um, it's future facing. Now is the point at which we, me, you, your audience members, make a cognizant decision that searching and identifying their why matters enough to them to make room for it in their existence. If, if last year, 2020, did not teach us anything, and it taught us a lot, it should have taught us that we, as long as we're able to wake up every day 
we have an opportunity to do something differently than we did yesterday. And if we don't capitalize on that, we are making a huge error. And especially when it comes to identifying the why and making a determination that we're actually going to do something with it. I don't think there's a better time ever than right now. And I, in fact, that's one of my sayings. As long as we wake up every day, we have the opportunity to do something different, whether that's be nicer to our neighbor and our human, our fellow humans, yeah. or <clears throat> make a, excuse me, make a determination that we're going to do something differently towards our health. Mm. As long as we wake up every day, we have that opportunity and we have to do, we have to capitalize on that. So now mm -hmm. is literally for me right now, mm. not in a month from now, not next year. Mm. Um, it's literally while I have the air opportunity and breath in my body and I have that right now. Yes. Yes. You know, there was a coach um, in California that used to say now is anywhere from one to six seconds because that thought will be gone. I mean, how many times have you had a great idea or a good concept and you were like, oh, and you think you're going to remember it? You know, if you don't write it down, if you don't capture it in some way, shape, form or fashion, you might lose that forever. And, sure. and and so that's why it's so important what you just said in terms of um of of if you wake up daily, if you're waking up, then there's a reason for that. And and now is an urgency word. You know what I mean? Now it doesn't mean you're rushed. It just Correct. means there's an urgency to it. Don't delay, don't put it off, um, don't push it and poo-poo it to the side. It is imperative that we show up with our nowness and be present now and focus on it now. Um, do you want to expound a little bit about how how one can maybe set goals around their now so that they can ensure that they stay in step with what their spirit is telling them or what they're sensing needs to happen? Three easy steps. The first is make the determination that you want to see a change or do something different. Make the determination. 1A, however, is to visualize as much as reasonably possible what the ideal state would actually look like. You got to see it. Yes. We learned that in scripture. You have yes. to be able to see it. Yes. Number two, stop running your mouth. <laughs> Say that one more time. Say Mara that one more time. Said, stop running your mouth. Become one with whatever it is that you're trying to do. Stop running it past people because if you conceptualized it, it belongs to you. Yes. Girl, you better You'll have your time to tell everybody all about it. It's, yes. not, it's not in the early stage. But, but, but you know what? It's interesting because I'm a midwife, right? I help people give birth to visions, ideas, and dreams. And one of the things that I tell them, kind of like what you said with step one, I tell them, listen, nobody gets pregnant without a due date. 
So you have to know that you have a date in mind that you want to give birth to something if you want to actually produce this this company or this product or this whatever it is or start this company. Um, and then you 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 also made another point that I that I share when I'm coaching people. Stop telling everybody when you're pregnant in your first trimester, they tell you don't share it because exactly. they don't want you to miscarry. They also don't want somebody to steal the seed of the thing that you're to do. And then third, I believe, and most important, when you begin to tell someone who God didn't CC on the conversation, who God didn't three-way call in on the phone line, and he didn't copy them in the email, and he didn't airdrop them the vision, you will be setting yourself up for the gravest disappointment because people who can't see where you want to go may never have a desire to get to the place that God told you to get to. Amen. Amen. I love, I love these nuggets. <laughs> when I say I love the nuggets you're dropping, they are all giving me the feels, girl. They're giving me the feels. So go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'm going to let you finish because I just wanted to let you know I, this is something that's really major and a lot of people are so excited about it. And I get the excitement. I get it. I get it. I get it. We understand that. Yes. But there's a time and a season for everything. For sure. And when you rush it, you can put it out of whack or you can, you can cause somebody to talk you out of the thing God told you to do because they can't see it. For sure. You got to see it before you see it or you'll never see it. Exactly. Number three, Maura. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I struggle. I said three, I probably should have said four, but number three, mm-hmm. plan for the unexpected because everything that can happen will happen. But if you are authentically committed to your why mm-hmm. and you are authentically committing, committed to realizing it and actualizing it now, that is what is going to serve as your, I don't even know what word to use. It's almost like a magnet pulling a person to some, to that thing that they really, 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 really want. And you got all of these obstacles that might be coming their way. But you, if, if you notice, you can't keep a magnet from what it's trying to magnetize to. And we have to be that way. So number three for me would be get ready for everything, prepare for absolutely everything that could go wrong. So if it doesn't go wrong, you're like, thank God. But if it does go wrong, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, God, I need you to come on, come on in here, carry me on through because my objective is to get to where I'm trying to go. I love it. I love it. Let nothing deter you, stop you or block you. Have contingency plans on tap because the one thing we can plan on is the unexpected. That's right. (laughs) That is so true. (laughs) And and I know that you find with those that you coach as a midwife (laughs) that it's easy for us to envision everything going perfectly. So I have my business cards and I have my business plan and I have my marketing plan and I have my seed money. And I have, I have, I have, I have. Yeah. But here's Mara. Did you think about this? Well, wait a minute. No, but that wouldn't happen. Oh, but it could. (laughs) Did -hmm. you think about this? Did you think about that? So again, that why being connected, authentically connected to your why 
will help you to move right on through with some bumps and some bruises, maybe, and some ups and downs and some hills and valleys. Yeah. But you will know that you will get there wherever it is, wherever it is that you're trying to go. Hands down, no problem. Hands oh, down, no problem. Oh, I love it. Okay, so because you alluded to it, you know, I can't stand to get a whiff of something and not taste it or smell it. Okay, right. What would be the fourth? What would be the fourth thing that you would share with our listeners so that we can, you know, I, my heart's desire or the intention is once a person hears this episode of OMG, they not only have the tools, but they have the 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 timer inside that's saying this is why now. And more importantly, they also have the voice in the background saying, okay, plan for plan, plan for the unexpected. Okay. You got to prepare, you know, be ready and then put yourself in a position to know you want to do this by a certain time. Some things don't have an expiration date, but everything has a due date. Sure. So what would be your fourth? Number four. And, and you, you will, you may be surprised. Well, you probably won't, but your list, some of your listeners may be surprised. Four, we're going to pause for the cause. We're going to come back and hear part two of Donna McCullough Island's answer for step four, as well as how we invest in the wrong thing. She's going to talk to you about what paralyzes you, as well as why you aren't getting to that place that you really say you want to get to. So tune in, lean in, and listen up next week as we hear part two of this conversation called Why Now? You're listening to OMG, the Omari Gale Radio Show at uptomeradio.com. Please go to that website and subscribe to my show page, OMG. You can listen to this show wherever you listen to podcasts by searching Up To Me Radio and OMG. That's Up, the number two, Me Radio and OMG. Till next time, God bless you.